This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. It's the final home game of the regular season for the Fighting Illini as they host Michigan. Catch it at 6 here on WSOY. For more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit our website, nowdecatur.com. This hasn't happened in months. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The U.S. and Russia meeting didn't last long. We're told Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov talked for 10 minutes on the sidelines of the G20 meeting in India. A senior U.S. official saying Secretary Blinken made three points. That the U.S. would support Ukraine as long as it takes. That Russia should get back on board with the New START nuclear treaty. And that Moscow should release the detained American Paul Whelan. Fox's Jonathan Savage. There'll be another town meeting in East Palestine, Ohio today. The Norfolk Southern will attend. The railroad was criticized for skipping the one last month right after the toxic train disaster. Residents continue to worry about contamination and their long-term health. I have not had my children uh, in the town of East Palestine since the train derailed. I do not believe that's, uh, that those waters are safe, none whatsoever. Governor Mike DeWine was there again yesterday, just told Fox Air and water is safe. We have for the immediate help um, health clinic that we have we have set up that anybody can go to, whether they have insurance, don't have insurance, whether they have a primary care doctor or not. In Greece, angry protests over rail safety disrupted service as rescuers search for more bodies in the burnt wreckage of a passenger and freight train that crashed head-on, killing at least 43 people. A New Jersey state trooper is stable after being shot in the leg early this morning in Patterson. Police chased one suspect down, still looking for others. The day after a police officer was murdered in Chicago, Superintendent David Brown says he was young and had a bright future. And this is something that no family uh, should have to face. It happened as the officer was chasing a suspect. He was also shot. The suspect now in critical condition. The sky lit up orange after midnight at Cape Canaveral in Florida. Engines full power and liftoff. SpaceX launched a crew forward to the International Space Station days after scrubbing a launch over ignition problems. America's listening to Fox News. Hey, if you're in the market for a new firearm, well, you're not going to do better than one made by our great friends at Henry Repeating Arms. And by the way, you're looking for something light and easy to transport. you got to check out their U.S. survival rifle. Now, you can take it apart, put it back together in seconds when you need to. It's compact, so you can carry it everywhere. Only three and a half pounds, just 16 inches when it's disassembled. Now, it comes in black and three types of camo, and it's affordable. You can pick one up from between 250 and 400 bucks, depending on the finish. And like all Henry firearms, they're made in the U.S., and they're backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee. As a matter of fact, you can watch a few video reviews. Just go to HenryUSA.com slash survival. That's HenryUSA.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order your free catalog. You'll get free decals, over 200 models to choose from. You can't go wrong with any of them. HenryUSA.com. Get your free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you are. Check out the U.S. Survival Rifle. Attorney General Merrick Garland took center stage at a Senate hearing. There were a lot of issues on the table, including drug overdose deaths from fake pills laced with fentanyl smuggled in from Mexico. That's a horrible epidemic, okay. uh, but it's an epidemic that's been unleashed on purpose by the Sinaloa um, and the new generation of Jalisco cartels. Republicans also pressed Garland on the Hunter Biden criminal investigation. And GOP Senator Mike Lee took issue with Justice Department probes into parents protesting school boards. Your department is not trusted because it has been politicized. I know you are a good person. You have the ability to rein it in. I ask that you do so promptly. The House Republicans are introducing what they call a parents' bill of rights to help have more information for schools. There was another big issue at the Garland hearing as well. Almost two years after testifying before Congress that the greatest domestic threat facing the U.S. was extremism by white supremacists, Attorney General Merrick Garland was asked about it again. At a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing, Democratic Senator Maisie Hirono asked him what is being done to combat the rise in incidents of domestic terrorism. The National Security Division uh, has stood up a domestic violent, uh, violent extremist unit uh, to further track uh, and try and interdict these actions. The FBI is treating this with enormous seriousness of purpose. New Anti-Defamation League numbers show that more than 80% of extremism-related mass shooting deaths last year in the U.S. were committed by white supremacists. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. President Biden's happy Eli Lilly's capping insulin out-of-pocket costs for millions of diabetics at $35. Guess what that means? 
Every other company making insulin is going to have to lower their prices to 35 because they can't compete. The president at a gathering of Democrats in Maryland touting a new law that capped insulin costs for Medicare patients at 35 bucks ahead of the Eli Lilly change for all patients. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed up for the Dow, down for the Nasdaq ahead of today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Finding yourself suddenly unemployed can be a life-changing event, but now Decatur and our community partners are here to help. Now Decatur is offering a resource page for Decatur and Macon residents that include unemployment information, immediate job listings, retraining opportunities, social and emotional resources, and more. The goal is to help you navigate through an event and period that could be emotionally, mentally, and financially stressful for you and your loved ones. Go to NowDecatur.com for the Employment and Retraining Opportunities resource page. Here is Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today, mostly sunny, high near 50. Tonight, rain mainly after 9 p.m., windy with a low of 35. For Friday, snow before 9 a.m., then rain. The rain could be heavy at times, a high of 40, and wind gusts nearing 50 miles per hour. Saturday is mostly sunny with a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 34 degrees. Your WSLY time is 7.06. Good morning and welcome. we got another Citizen of the Year in the studios with us today, Paul Osborne, City Hall Insider. We'll check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports and then friends from Richland Community College will be with us. The company starts now. Buyers and Company, WSOY, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, streaming live at nowdecatur.com. You know what's crazy is that with all of the technology at our fingertips, I feel like we are are not as good as we used to be about like compiling history. You mentioned this, I remembered it, but I don't know if there's even like a list. Is there a list of the Decatur Citizens of the Year? Like, I mean, can I find out historically? Like, I know uh, Dr. Norman. I, I mean, there's ones that I can recall, and you gave out the very first one. Yeah, yeah, I did, and uh, and I heard you talking about it, so I I kind of went back and looked myself. Went I went into the archives. Yeah, and, uh, and certainly. Don't uh, you feel like Paul has like a bat cave or something? You, you know, it's like it is. That's yeah. where the Batmobile is. Right, the Tribmobile. You, you got the Corvette, and you got the archives. <laughs> uh, so go back to the year two thousand eight. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, my last year as mayor, and uh, and Bill Eichenauer. Uh, I Wild Bill. Yeah, and I wore it at the Lincoln Theater. You remember that? that was I really do. A, I, we were there. I think I emceed it. Yeah, and Bill was uh, just overcome with emotions. I I left the stage and went down and gave it to him because he wasn't in the best of health then. Yeah. And and, and he just, like, sobbed, and, uh, you know, he just was overcome. But Bill was such a promoter of Decatur. He just, anything that was good for Decatur, he was right behind it and pushing it and, uh applauding it and uh that uh so when you mentioned that this morning when i that's why i went back and looked because i remember bill was the first one and that was the only one that i gave because then tuna you know gave up from uh you know from that point on and awarded you one yeah it's kind of strange the next one was mine never expected that <laughs> i thought we were starting something with bill right and i ended up with the next one so i remember I was telling you off the air, but when a Tuna came up to my office and said he was going to award, I said, you sure you want to do this? Yep, I'm going to do this. Yeah. You know, that was Tuna. And I, I miss Tuna. I really do. Oh, I he know. Just, uh, there's, there's still a void there that just used to be be fun and exciting. And- yeah, I'll, I'll be forever grateful uh, to the chamber for this reason is, you know, I mine was at the at the what was then the Holiday Inn or the Care Conference Center and Hotels where they held the the thing and and that it, it's not the award and you know you know that stuff it's it's that you know it was him yeah and so this morning when uh, I was reading about Jim Taylor getting the award last night who's been a longtime advocate and labor guy and all that uh, that's it, it, it gave me a happy feeling because it took me back to the time with with Tuna well I think that's true and and uh, and mine was at the at the uh, uh, same place yours was. 
And I just remember a tuna being up there and, and, and giving a speech and that and then going up to get that and saying a few and, words. And he was so bad at <laughs> giving the speech part. Yeah. Tuna was as good at retail politics as any human being you'd ever met. Like one-on-one in a yeah. group of two or three people, there was no one better. I mean, he was like Tip O'Neill in front of a crowd. Yeah, nah. that wasn't his specialty. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, uh, he did his best work one-on-one and just uh, – but. I, and as you say, I think it gives me an appreciation too of what it means to uh, to anyone since that time. Every time that's presented, I think back happy memories, yeah. you know, of giving it and receiving it, and the people that I know that received it. But I think you know there is no long list. I don't remember anyone. I, no, I, and, and that's you know. kind of the thing we don't do a very good job. I mean, and it's uh, like documenting things anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're a historical guy. You do a lot of that with the Tribune. It's about where we are, where we've been, where we're going. And I, I feel like maybe things are just more scattered today. You, you know, um, like like we don't have like you, you don't see, I can't find the history of this. Yeah. Well, yeah, there isn't much except you almost have to piece it together year by year, you know, to get a list. And, uh, and, and maybe it's a good idea when something like this is presented that there needs to be a list, whether it's this award and maybe some previous winners. Well, or something now, like some that. of them, you know, there, there are other things I've been involved in that do that. I mean, there's the Diamond uh, Honorees, you know, with the Girl Scouts. And so every year we have the event and all of us get back together and it's a lot of fun. We we lost Peggy Madden, you know, there's, you know, who passed away, but most of everybody else is still around. And so you've got this sort of history of, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Since the year, I don't know. I know. No, Dr. Norman won. I was at the luncheon or whatever they did for that. Was uh, Shim Sanders uh, that won last year? Everybody's like, give me like the. Well, yeah, actually, I I think you're right because I was just uh, Shemuel Sanders. Sanders, yeah, yeah, in 2022. Jim Taylor this year. But beyond that, and when you told me about the first, I'm like, oh, yes, of course. I absolutely remember that. Yeah. But you had to prompt me. I, I couldn't have pulled that out, I don't think, out on my own uh, at the Lincoln Theater that night. Uh, so I wonder, so that was 2008? Uh, yeah, that was 2008. And you were 2010? Yeah, and they uh, there was a year that was skipped. After, well, I think the mayor pro tem decided not to do it or yeah, something. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. And, and um, so... Uh, uh, Tuna put on mine like 2009, 2010. Got, it was really one year. You got a double year. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm the only I'm the only, only one, one double year that didn't deserve it. Yeah, no, no, you got a two time. <laughs> and so mine was in 2013. So there was stuff in between there, and then what happened between 13 and and uh, 2000, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But there were there were several that, uh, and you start reflecting. We've had what 14, 15 yeah. people in the community. All right, I'm going to track all this down. It was, we should document this. Uh, all right, since That's your assignment. For this thank week. you. <laughs> you think there's this thing called the internet uh, that it would be readily available? All right, so you have uh, written uh, in your column today. We talked about this uh, obviously when it was brand new news last week with Acorn. Uh, like you, I, I have been uh, really impressed. It didn't take long for the Internet to get back to being the Internet. But for a few days, everyone seemed to pull together to help other people. I, that's right. And that's what Decatur is about. And, and uh, the editorial I wrote uh, this week, which, which is not on the Internet uh, today, but it's about what happened when Firestone closed down a little over 20 years ago and how a columnist for the Chicago newspaper wrote about Decatur. And he wrote about that how Decatur is strong. Things like this do not deflate Decatur. Yep. And so when a Chicago Tribune columnist wrote about Decatur being a strong, strong city, he came here and saw the people and, and you know, went down the streets and everything and talked to people. And he indicated this is really a strong city. They will overcome this and they will deal with this. And I think that's really true. I, I think the roots in this uh, community – uh, go deep and they look out for other people and we, we have our problems the same as any other community. But when there is a need, the people here step up, companies here step up to help each other. And that's why I love Decatur. Yeah. I, you know, what was apparent for me last week, uh, in a major way is that we do all of this despite our political leadership. And when I say, I mean Springfield and Washington, 
and, and I don't know if it's just because they don't know what to do, don't have any power to do anything, but I was really surprised at sort of the absence of that. Yeah. I know Nikki Budzinski came to town and she was at uh, Workforce Investment Solutions and I know Dan is paying for lunch at a job fair, but are you, I mean, when 450 people lose their income, their livelihood, the support for their families, and you're in court arguing for more guns and magazines, I mean, have you ever felt like they're more out of touch with people than they are today? Well, I, I think this happened, and, and our Congresswoman uh, Mary Miller, and uh, say, you know, uh, nothing, uh, nothing. And here you have people in your district that probably live in your district. I don't know if all of them do, but but this should be of great concern to you. And there was not a peep, not a peep, not a news. But the the only news release was criticizing uh, Joe Biden's selection or nomination. Uh, she's worried about drag shows or whatever. I, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I feel like. And I want to parallel this. There's a point to all of it. Um, when you get so out of touch, I know you're feeding the flames of what your base, you know, what you think your base wants, you know, instead of leading. Leading isn't giving people what they want. Leading is giving people what they need. Yeah. And it, there's a, a fine distinction there. Uh, but when you get to a point where you're just about – the anger and the show and the drama, and you forget that there's real lives involved in this. You're, you're, you're dangerously close to being irrelevant. Yeah. And I feel like last night, you know, Caterpillar and the UAW come to this agreement. If we go back in the day uh, when the three majors were all on strike, I mean, it was an ugly time, right? Firestone and, and what was then Staley and, and Caterpillar and all that was going on. And the, the fight became the fight, and, and it sort of... I remember it came to a, a, a moment on the stage at the Decatur Civic Center or, or by the Civic Center for the Decatur celebration for the opening ceremony. And you had all of these union people in their shirts, you know, the same color, and they were going to turn their back uh, on the stage, you, you know, and, and, and they did it in the middle of a eulogy for the mayor who had died. And it was like they just it, it got past their passion of what what they wanted into the theater of the absurd and they i don't know that they've ever recovered from that i don't know i was there i was there when that happened and i know uh, mayor brecknitz was the one who was on the stage yeah. you know uh, giving the tribute to uh, to gary anderson and uh, i and those workers all had uh, the same shirts on and that and they turned their back and, yeah. that, and i can tell you the sense of the crowd around was what this isn't right what you know, what are you doing? And maybe they had some supporters there, but my reaction was the same way. Well, this is not the time to do it, this. Here's the, <laughs> the only point I'm making is when the theater gets like when you lose the people, because all you can see is just the theater. You're not doing anything. You're not really. It's just all about, you know, uh, owning this side or owning that side. And you you're not a person that's serious anymore. I mean, I think that's where our leadership is politically right now. Yeah, and I think that's unfortunate because we're the ones who are the victims of that kind of uh, attitude. And uh, I think when we have something happen in the community that happened last week when uh, 400 families are impacted and, and the ripple effect is all across the community, if you represent this district or this, that should be your but, number but, one concern. But, Paul, you see who's serious and who's not. Yeah. I mean, who's actually cares and is invested and wants to help people and who's just playing a role? Well, and that brings it out. I think anytime there's a need, you see who responds to that need and uh, who even talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. Who even mentions it. Right. And they were sending out press releases, but it wasn't about that. No. And that's what really kind of shocked me and made me feel a little bad. Like, hey, right now the focus should be on these families. If nothing else, encourage them. Right. Say that, you know, that they are in your prayers. All right. Here's the yeah. dirty little secret for them is that when you figure out you can get stuff done without them, right, it really does give you a different mindset. Yeah. We're going to do what we're going to do in this community, whether we have their support or not, or whether they're able to even provide the dirtier, dirtier little secret is that some of them don't have any ability to do anything because they've talked themselves into a position of being super minorities and have no clout or sway at all. Well, and I think that's what we've seen happen in this community, as you well know, you know, 
uh, we have in, in, in so many ways, uh, we're better organized to deal with something like this than we were. And you mentioned this last week, 10 or 15 years ago. Yeah. We have the organizations in place. We have those who know what they're doing, who can. And that's on the local. That's on the local scene. Yep. You know, we're not looking to the federal government. They want to help, fine. Yes. But we don't count on them yeah. helping we're us. We're not going to wait. Right. And we're still waiting on response. <laughs> I, just, I don't get it. I, 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 and then you you think about the political bubble they must live in. Yeah. That we have a new congresswoman who hasn't even mentioned this. 450 yeah. families impacted. Hasn't even mentioned it. Yeah. yeah and, and, you know, are you aware of it? Maybe you not. Know, you know, and that, that's what really, you know, I, I would believe this person's a good person at heart. And this, to me, I don't understand how you can be the kind of person who's standing Because up, they don't know. care about local, Paul. They don't care about the people that live here. They're playing a role in some national theater that, that gets them elected. They get to raise a lot of money. They get to do a lot of things. They get to throw firebombs and act like... But but they're not interested in actually governing. And I think that's, I think that's what's, why so many people are disillusioned. By and they should so, be. Yeah. And that's, and why they don't want to vote for anybody, you know, or, and we even have the situation here. I'm not sure if it's a ripple effect too that, that, you know, having trouble getting election judges anymore, you know, those who want to participate in the process. And uh, I listen, I understand it. I'm not advocating to check out. We, we have to do what we have to do, but I understand it. Th- these people aren't serious leaders. They're just, they're acting. Well, it, it, it's, uh, it's a debate. It's a constant debate. You know, uh, one party makes this move and then the other responds, you know, and it's a verbal debate going back and forth. It's theater. Just, uh, yeah. And if you send out press releases saying that person's crazy, they don't know what they're doing. But, and while the people in your district are suffering yep. and you, and you don't even have a word of nope. encouragement for them. And, and, and I believe a lot of that is they know deep down there's nothing they can do because yeah. they painted themselves into a corner of just they don't have any clout. They don't have any power. There's nothing they can do. Well, I, I think maybe in, in one sense of the word, it makes us stronger knowing that. Yeah, when we can do we it without them. We can do it without them. Yeah, and say, okay, you you go over here and you argue and you debate. And while you're doing that, we're going to do something for these people. Yep. We'll gather around them. We'll help them. That's exactly right. I will say that, that I did hear immediately from Congresswoman Nikki Budzinski. Uh, now, I, you know, her showing up, I don't know what that does or doesn't do. I'm not trying to give her extra credit. But she was somebody who right out of the blocks was saying this is wrong and these people need support. And she contacted, you know, some state stuff. And so uh, of all of our people, you know, she at least did show up. Oh, yeah. And I, I was impressed by her reaction. As you say, I'm not sure how much more that you can do, but she identified with that problem. She came to Decatur uh, and and uh, she was present, I think, at one of the yep. job fairs. And, yep. and so she demonstrated, I care about you. Yep. I care about what's happening in Decatur, Illinois. Yeah. And uh, versus, uh, you know, our other elected congresswoman, not even a word of simply, still, not, still, not one word. Not even an acknowledgement that 450 people lost their jobs. No, and that's just wrong. It is. And I, you know, I don't hate anyone. I don't dislike anyone. I just don't understand why you do that when you represent people who are really suffering in, yeah. in our community. All right. Anyway. Josh, you write about Josh Tanner, uh, who I think does an excellent job for us as an elected official. I, I think you really got to separate out those people that are hyper local here, your city council members, your school board members, your county government people from what we're talking about because they're on the ground doing the work every day. Two school board uh, candidates drop out. I don't understand this. I read uh, a story maybe on the Herald Review. Well, I'm saying, well, I got work and it's busy. You had that when you entered. I, I don't get the, the get in, get petitions, drop out thing. No, I don't either. And it, I said they it, just go, well, this is hard. Yeah, and maybe that's it. And, and and maybe at the point they started seeing how strong the other candidates were. And I don't know, but we still have six in that race. And we have some strong candidates in that race. And the kind of people that you like stepping forward and being interested and being involved uh, so, by the way, the people uh, I'm quoting from your Tribune today, Bill Clevenger, Will Wetzel, Jacob Jenkins, Mark Reynolds, Misty Frank, and Hannah Wolf are still in it. Uh, there were two that dropped out, uh, uh, but but they dropped out, but they'll still be on the ballot, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows so how people, many votes I know. Some people treat this like it's a game. Yeah, well, there's a point, I think, where you can withdraw, and then your name won't be on the ballot. Yeah, but, I mean, if, but I, I, there, listen. 
two different separate things here. One, the people that do this, every single one of those names I just read that's still on the ballot, I respect whether I agree with it or not for stepping up, doing the thing, and wanting to serve. But the people that play games with this, and there's always been some sort of fringe group, you know, with the city council, I'm going to run for mayor in the Walmart break room, and you know, you cost money. We had a guy who cost a whole bunch of money because he caused a primary and then dropped out of the race. Yeah, and he did it intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that years ago, and uh, I think it cost something like $50,000 or more, taxpayers' money, Mm -hmm. and he had no intention, and uh, we had to reduce the field by one. Yeah. That one. And, of course, he lost, and it was a big joke to him, as I remember. Yeah. You know, that's the reason he was running, to make it difficult for us. Yeah. I'll (laughs) applaud anybody who steps up. For whatever their own reasons are for wanting to serve, I, I'm all with that. We can agree to disagree on whatever. Uh, I respect it. But the people that do this stuff, I just don't understand. I, I mean, I don't get it. Take it seriously or don't. Uh, now, this didn't change anything. didn't change the ballot. But it might take away votes from somebody who's still in it because they're voting for you because they don't know you dropped out. Yeah. Well, I think the interesting part is you know, how many votes will these people get? And when people show up at the polls, how acquainted are they with the issues or with the people running? And so will they take away votes from someone, you know, that or, might or, have won? Or, or it's a close race between, yeah. you know, the, the last two. Yeah, and I think that's the danger. In that, and I think, uh, as you mentioned, I admire anyone who steps forward and says, I'm going to campaign. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to see it all the way through. And if the people want me, you know, fine. And if they don't want me, then I will support those that they select. I mean, that's the attitude you have when you go in. And uh I, I'm like you. I don't see starting and then looking around saying, ah, I don't think that you ought to give it some thought before you do that. Yeah. So but anyway, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's it's what it is. It, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I will remind you uh, that we have our employment and retraining opportunities and assistance page on com. What we really wanted to do and we learned this during COVID is sometimes when life hits you right smack in the face like it did these 450 families uh, with acorn uh, last week you there's so many places to go and and a lot of this bureaucracy is hard to sort of get in and government sites and uh, you, you know we put all the links that we can and we've added I mean like almost hourly for over a week now um, so that you have direct links to unemployment assistance job resources education and retraining opportunities social services career fairs and we've added to those um, there, there's uh, we, we've literally added, there's a uh, workforce investment solution hiring events for ACORN. Uh, at 7.57, they're going to have Fuyao and AgriFab and Austin Industrial and Reynolds and Ring Container and Agco, uh, Caterpillar. There, there's several. ADM did one of these last week. All that information is at nowdicator.com. It's just, it's free. There's no cost to you. It's just a resource page to kind of cut through some of the clutter uh, to be able to find direct links to where there might be assistance. Well, I think this is, I think this is what you do the best of anyone, I think. And don't say that to flatter you. It's just the reality. I think there are people out there who search for answers. And I think in so many cases, whether it's this time or their community, uh, food drive that you had or any, you provide an avenue where people can go and they can find out how they can respond, what they can do, where they need to go. And I think that's a great service of the station. I really do. And I think that's, I, I think the media is at its finest when it's uh, pointing people to help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's just, it can be when you're hit like this, just overwhelming. And a lot of the government sites are hard to navigate and hard to find. So we, we've put it all in their direct links, but there have been quite a few things added to the career fair side of this. And I just wanted to make sure we mentioned that. Uh, Workforce Investment Solutions, um, and it's Thursday, March 2nd, 9 to noon. They've got Fuyao and AgriFab, and these were for the folks who impacted by ACORN. Uh, Thursday, today, 1 to 4, they've got Austin Industrial and Reynolds Group, which is out of Champaign. Friday, they've got Ring Container and Agco, Kraft Heinz and Austin Industrial, and Monday, they're having a Caterpillar. Uh, uh, career fair for these folks. So these are jobs, real jobs that are out there and available. Well, and then we didn't depend on the federal government to come in and help us. This, these are, these are area people responding to need. And I think, I think the pandemic made us stronger too. I think we learned other ways I of think doing it made, things. I think it made 
people who were interested in helping people, it made us stronger. People who wanted to just be divided and fight, it made them stronger too. And the, we're, we're at war right now and, and someone's going to win. It's either the people that give a damn about your fellow human being and want to help or it's the people that just want to make everything red or blue, live or die on every single issue. So you pick. You want Mary Miller, you want Nikki Budzinski. It's up to you. Paul, we'll see you next week. Okay. R.J. Crace with your stories now. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources has granted the Macon County Conservation District $300,000. The money will be used to acquire and develop land for public parks and open spaces. This grant is a piece of $60 million being awarded by the Department of Natural Resources to 118 local parks across the state. For the second time in 2023, Milliken will host a VEX robotics competition at the DISC. This one is next Friday and Saturday. Following a smaller regional competition in January, this event will be a state-level championship with an estimated 60 teams from around Illinois in action. Fifteen teams will move on to the world championships in Dallas at the end of April. This event is free and open to the public. Find out more at NowDecatur.com. And for more stories, podcasts, and videos, visit our website one more time. Our address, NowDecatur.com. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Jurors at Alec Murdoch's murder trial in South Carolina hear defense closing arguments today. The prosecution went for more than three hours yesterday. Prosecutor Creighton Waters said they relied on a timeline to tell the story. We couldn't bring you any eyewitnesses because they were murdered. But common sense and human nature can speak on behalf of Maggie and Paul. The jury on Wednesday also went to the Murdoch property for a first-hand look at the crime scene. Fox's Grinnell Scott protests in Greece over Tuesday's train collision killing at least 46 people. Flash bombs and tear gas canisters explode in the Greek capital Athens as police confront protesters armed with rocks. Angry citizens demanding a full and open investigation into the tragedy that shocked a nation. Fox Jonathan Savage bodies are still being looked for in burned out train cars. America's listening to Fox News. For 23 years, the Community Foundation of Macon County has worked to connect the philanthropic goals of donors with the needs of our community. This is Steve Groney, Community Foundation Board Trustee. Our foundation has grown to over 380 funds that have been established by individuals, families, businesses, agencies, and organizations to benefit a variety of community causes. We're proud to share that in 2022, Foundation donors made over $5 million in grants to support social services, arts, recreation, conservation, health, and education. Because of donor generosity, we are creating a better future for our community that allows all to live, learn, work, and thrive. If you are interested in learning how you can work with the Community Foundation to establish a fund to support the causes you care about, call today at 429-3000 or visit our website at MaconCountyGives.org. Pretty morning. Blue skies, sunshine. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Today is going to be mostly sunny with a high of 50. Tonight, rain mainly after 9 p.m., windy with a low of 35. For Friday, snow before 9 a.m., then rain. The rain could be heavy at times, a high of 40 with wind gusts near 50 mile per hour. For Saturday, mostly sunny and a high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 34 degrees. Your WSOY time is 7.33. Tupper on Sports on WSOY, 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. Each and every weekday morning, we check in with Mark Tupper and Tupper on Sports. All right, let's start with Illini, Michigan. Yes, they play tonight at the State Farm Center. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. Jaden Epps, who is their freshman starting point guard, uh, was hospitalized overnight after an incident at practice on Tuesday. <clears throat> That's been called a medical emergency. It, it was uh, a concussion. Uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, Terrence Shannon said it was scary. 
Um, and Matthew Meyer was quoted as saying, I don't know if he'll have to quit basketball. Um, that sounds extreme, but who knows? I don't expect him to play tonight. We know that uh, Terrence Shannon had a concussion just recently and missed two games. Um, this sounds like it's more serious than that. Is he done for the season? I, we don't know. And all of this conversation about medical emergency and quitting basketball um, really makes it sound fairly dire. But um, So I expect when we see Illinois take the floor against Michigan tonight at the State Farm Center, um, Jaden Epps will not be there. Now, who will they start at point guard? Will they start Ty Rogers? Will they start uh, Sincere Harris? We will see. Uh, but Jaden Epps has overall played pretty well. He's their third leading scorer. And so we'll see about him. Matthew Meyer, who, along with Terrence Shannon, will be honored tonight as Illinois' two seniors. This is senior night tonight. He missed a couple days of practice for some kind of, quote, caffeine poisoning. It turns out he – sometimes I can't even re- believe what I'm reading, Brian. Um, <laughs> he likes to get a some kind of a euphoric caffeine buzz on before he plays video games, and he consumed – five or six monster energy drinks and um, uh, and then had some kind of a caffeine hangover and um, was 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 knocked out of practice for a couple of days. Um, he'll be back tonight. He's regrown his mullet. He has, believe it or not, an NIL, a name image likeness deal with, I think, Sport Clips, and their plan was to bring back the mullet tonight, so uh, we'll see that. Um, there actually will be a game, and Michigan – and Illinois are two teams that don't like each other. Uh, Michigan revolves around uh, Hunter Dickinson, their seven foot one inch center who averages almost 18 a game, and uh, Kobe Bufkin, who's uh, had a real good year and is now on a lot of the NBA mock draft boards. Jet Howard, who is the son of their coach, uh, Juwan Howard, has missed the last two games with an ankle injury. His status tonight uh, to be determined, but he's a really good player. So. A lot going on here. It's a 6 o'clock game right after the conclusion of Sport Talk. You can listen to it on um, WSOY. You can watch it over on ESPN. These teams don't like each other. <clears throat> and um, and the standings got crazier last night with Northwestern losing, Maryland losing, and you've got all these teams jammed together, Purdue in front, and then Michigan at 11-7, and seven, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams between 11 and 7 and 10 and 8. So, I mean, that's where it is in the standings. And so Illinois needs to win this game tonight. Don't know how difficult difficult it will be without Jaden Epps. And um, hopefully um, Matthew Meyer is not too caffeinated up. (laughs) All right. On the other side of the break with Mark Tupper, we'll check in on the Illini women and Milliken women's basketball program. And coming up in just a few minutes, we'll tell you about exciting things going on at Richland Community College. This look at Tupper brought to you by... First National Bank, the quality bank, now open in downtown Decatur. Hi, I'm Dave Koshinsky, CEO of Investment Planners and IPI Wealth Management. At IPI, integrity and ensuring significance and peace of mind are the key to the way we do business. Our clients trust us to take care of their investments, and it is our responsibility to work with business partners that will help us do just that. First National Bank is one of those partners. FNB's quality service and two Decatur branches provide us the stability we need to accomplish our mission. Thanks, FNB. First National Bank, member FDIC. Back here with Mark Tupper. All right, women's basketball. Well, the the Illinois women um, are in Minneapolis, where the Big Ten Women's Tournament is going on. It actually opened yesterday um, with Penn State defeating Minnesota and Rutgers uh, defeating Northwestern. Four games today, including the Illini. There's Michigan State, Nebraska. There's Penn State, Michigan. There's Wisconsin, Purdue. And at 8 o'clock tonight, Illinois will play Rutgers on the Big Ten Network. Illinois had a remarkable season under first-year head coach Shauna Green, who came over from Dayton. She was frankly robbed of the Big Ten Coach of the Year Award that should have gone to her for such an unexpected turnaround. Um, They're just um, the four highest-seed teams in the tournament don't play until tomorrow. That would be Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, and Ohio State, and the tournament continues through Sunday. But this Illinois team won one Big Ten conference game last year. They won 11 this year. They've been a lot of fun to watch, and you can flip over and watch them right after the Illinois men's game concludes on the uh, Big Ten network at 8 o'clock when they take on Rutgers. Millican women, just a reminder, we've been talking about them all week. 
They are competing in the NCAA Division Three National Tournament. They were assigned to uh, one of the quads in Lexington, Kentucky. They will play Emory at 4:45 tomorrow. And if they win that game, then they would play again on Saturday night for the right to advance to the Sweet 16. Uh, Transylvania, which is undefeated, and Rhodes are the other two teams assigned to that quadrant. And um, and so we'll um, we'll be rooting for Milliken to get through with two more victories. Sport talk tonight from five to six. Tim Kane and I will be in the studio with a lot to talk about. We'll essentially have a a show that's a lead-up to the Illinois-Michigan uh, basketball game. We're going to talk some developments in the NFL regarding the Bears in the draft and Major League Baseball. So we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. Please join us. All right. We'll see you tonight at 5, Mark. Have a great day. And in case you can't be with the boys live, you can check out the podcast at nowtocator.com. All right. They've got a uh, career week happening at Richland. March 6th through the 9th on campus for all their students. I'm interested in the do's and don'ts fashion show. (laughs) That's very cool. I like that idea. I've seen it go off pretty well. Uh, I heard you and Lindsay. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. What? I don't don't know. There are a lot of do's and... Uh, certainly more don'ts, right? Well, it's changed. That landscape isn't, I don't believe, the same as it used to be. Oh, certainly not. And I think that there's a lot of reasons for that, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I've had this thought in my head ever since, well, even before principle for the day uh, on Tuesday, but it's been in my head ever since, is that, How you present yourself, yes, neatness, you you know, all of that. But I mean, how do you verbally present yourself is the most important thing, and we spend very little time talking about that. If you show up to interview with me for a job, and your hair is dyed blue, and you're not wearing dress clothes, but you impress me with your communication skills? Yeah, what's really important here? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think that significantly, as the workforce shifts, as the careers shift, as we see all of this stuff, you know, we're not focusing enough on that. Public speaking used to be sort of like in in education, like, oh, well, you take this class so you can be on the debate team. Or you stand up and give a presentation on Walt Disney. I remember when Zane had to, like, dress up in costume, like, dress as Walt Disney and do the whole thing. Storyboards and, right? And that's fine, but I'm talking about the art of communicating, whether it's in front of a large group of people or a small group of people or one person. Exactly right. It's becoming a lost art. Mm-hmm. And it will impact you no matter what you do in your life, what career you shoot for, what field you go into. If you watch uh, a variety of TED Talks, you'll notice one thing is inconsistent. It's their dress. One thing is consistent is they have the attention of everybody listening. Because they can communicate. That's right. Effectively. That's the that's the commonality. Yeah. So I would like to see the do's and don'ts of how to present yourself. Mm-hmm. What's your posture like? You know, what vibe do you send? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What are you signaling to them? Yeah. Ooh, with micro- there's a very now word. A mi- signaling. Yeah, micro expressions. Micro. Yo, you get it all in there, bro. Yeah. I watched a show called Lie to Me with uh, Tim Roth. Oh, I remember. I didn't see it, but I remember. True. All right. Let's do the break. When we get back here, Ashley Hall, career and, co- uh, and completion coach. So she is the person to talk to. And we'll tell you all about what's happening next week at Richland Community College. Stay tuned. It's time to think about your tax refund. And Jackson Hewitt wants you to think biggest. As in, we guarantee you'll get your biggest refund or your money back plus $100. Who offers that? Come to think of it, nobody. It's one of the biggest guarantees out there and why you can't just file with anybody. For your guaranteed biggest refund, go to Jackson Hewitt today. Your wallet will thank you. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. 
you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-337-4548. That's 800-337-4548. 800-337-4548. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Abraham Lincoln had already made one trip down the Mississippi River to New Orleans when his family settled west of Decatur in 1830. One day, he would climb aboard a steamboat at Beardstown to see if the Sangamon River could carry the steamboat to Springfield. I'm Don Chamberlain, local historian, and I invite you to the Decatur Public Library at 2 p.m. Saturday, March 18th for a free presentation about Lincoln, the Riverman, co-sponsored by the Friends of Lincoln Trail Homestead State Park and the Macon County Conservation District. Hope to see you there. You're listening to Buyers and Company, streaming live at NowDecatur.com. All right, I'm, I'll guess. Is the cure? Joy Division. Joy Division. Okay, same time frame. Disorder. We're doing uh, nominees for the... Well, I thought you were, but then I'm like, okay, I don't recognize this 80s synth. I'll take them over Cindy Lauper, though, for the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the new Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees are uh, up for the fan vote uh, on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website. And uh, Nick's giving you a little taste of that today. Yeah, you've been dissing Cindy, though. I haven't seen... Or heard a... Uh, She's coming. I like True Colors. Okay. And for bump music, though? It's Cindy Lauper. I, I guess you could go Girls Just Want to Have Fun. There That's a go. little more upbeat. All right. Good morning and welcome. Each and every Thursday at this time, we have folks from Richland Community College join us to talk about all the different events that are going on on campus. And, man, there's a lot. Uh, and next week, they're having a career fair uh, for their students, uh, which is taking place March 6th through the 9th on campus. Ashley Hall, who's a career and completion coach, is with us in studios. Uh, that's I, I get the career part. What's the completion part? The completion part is um, hopefully stepping out through graduation that they have. They're going right into their career. See, I think this is where a lot of higher ed misses the point. We'll, we'll do all the career but the completion is what everybody needs, right? Correct. you got to land it, uh, which means a job, which means the next phase of your education or whatever that might be. Okay, so tell me uh, overall just the philosophy of what's happening uh, March 6th through the 9th on campus. Sure. Uh, it's going to be our career week. We are hosting quite a few workshops and events for students um, to come out and hopefully learn a little more about themselves professionally and set themselves up for success at our career fair at the end of March. Okay, so now this is happening, I'm assuming, at different times and different places across campus? Yes. Okay. Give me, uh, of all the things that that I find interesting, which is probably not the most important, but what grabbed my eye was the Do's and Don'ts fashion show. Now, you're a big campus with a lot of staff, and I'm assuming, generationally speaking, there's all kinds of ideas about what are do's and what are don'ts. Correct. How do you manage that? Uh, it Fluidity. Okay, just keep, <laughs> stay flexible. Uh, I'm assuming that, uh, you know, some people of a certain age weigh in and go, oh, no, this is what we think is a do or a don't. And maybe the younger folks think a different way. Absolutely. And I think it also depends on what career you're going into and what job you're interviewing for. Definitely, if you're going into something that is in the government sector, you're going to want to show up in a suit and tie, you know, something very straightforward. But if you're going into something like marketing, absolutely express yourself. Okay. And, and I, I wonder how long, Nick, do you think before it breaks down to impact everybody? I think the politic thing is right because I think there, it's, we've talked about this. There, that's theater. They're wearing a costume, right? Uh, uh, to fit sort of whatever other dumb theater stuff they're doing. But, you know, the artsy folks always had, if you were a graphic designer or worked in a, you know, a firm, you know, you'd have that kind of look, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. but I don't, I don't. I think we're blurring those lines today a little more than we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think an accountant has to look like what you think an accountant has to look like. Absolutely not. All right. I don't think the way that you look or dress affects the skills and your right. your professionalism. Okay. So let me throw this at you because uh, you're a completion coach. Um, how you present yourself. Now, there are some people of some age. I think the banking industry is still very much this way that has this sort of, well, we only get a chance at a first impression once and we're going to be very much, you know, this way. But for most jobs and for most interviews that anybody will go, it's how you communicate. Correct. Right? Verbally and non-verbally. But we don't spend that much time on the communication part of this. Speech class is hardly a thing anymore. You know, we were, I was principal for a day at Eisenhower and talking to one of the English teachers over there. You know, are we preparing kids for the verbal abilities to be able to present themselves? Right. That's where those communication classes will come in. If I could even speak. Well, it happens. But but do you, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, it's, it's most kids that I talk to today. It's not what they're wearing. It's not what color their hair is. It's not their look it's their inability to sort of lock eyes and communicate right right and i feel like we just need more focus on that because i think no matter what you decide to do for a career that's going to be your biggest strength that's what employers are looking for as well those are those essential skills that we're training they say soft skills but i don't think there's nothing soft about it your ability to be able even once you're hired if you want to move up and you want to have opportunities the people that can communicate directly with people and have relationships that's how that all works it is yes you do have to look out for those introverts though they might not communicate as much it depends on what their skill set is yeah but i think when you're wanting to impress someone or you're wanting to get noticed uh, it matters. So what are the other things that people will do? So the Do's and Don'ts Fashion Show, can I come out to that? When is that? I want to see it. <laughs> That's Monday at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Where do I go? Uh, the Mueller Student Center, right in the center core. Uh, all right. I, yeah, the names get confusing to me. It's just the main. That is the main area with the cafe, the Student Success Center. Monday the library. at 11. And what will I see? You will see a bunch of faculty and staff uh-huh. making fools of themselves oh, to yeah. help future generations oh so well some will be do's and some will be don'ts they will be yes can you give me an example of a don't uh maybe a don't is being late Uh, and not contacting who you're meeting yeah that's annoying Um, but we are going to incorporate things like that into our fashion show okay what else are you guys doing for the week uh we'll also have our um success closet that we're opening up so if you don't have something to wear uh students will get a chance to have a free outfit that right. they can choose from and how do you guys get that i mean people donate and just... yeah we had uh, a lot of staff faculty and alumni come forward bring okay. us a lot of professional business wear for those students um who might not have the ability to get it they did this thing at millican did right last week or whatever that's great a great idea i gotta remember that i always take all my stuff to northeast <laughs> think about the colleges uh all right you got what else is, is happening uh, professional headshots professional headshots um we are also having a linkedin and handshake workshop to prepare and what is the, that um linkedin and handshake are professional online profiles right um, and now more than ever it's important to have because that's where everybody is communicating. That's where everyone can find information. Yeah, I, and and I think the kids have shied away a little bit from social media. You, you know, I mean, it's kind of been the opposite. I, I know people spend a lot of time on TikTok, but young people don't like all the drama that's going on. But LinkedIn is a very drama-free place. It's just a professional place that you can deal with, you know, on a work relationship, cause relationship kind of way without all the drama. Yeah. And you should be there because <laughs> your employers are going to be there. Uh, all right, that's very cool. So do people... Uh, uh, they have to sign up for any of this? Can they just drop by? How do they find the schedule? Um, they go to their Handshake account. Uh, it's a free account that our uh, students have access to. Uh, do you have? You know Handshake? Yeah, absolutely. I don't use it, but I'm well aware of it. Well, I know. I just well, I was asking maybe if you had insight into like using it. Do you use Handshake? Well, I use Handshake as a career coach. Okay. Um, for our students. What, what is it for people who are not familiar? So it is a source for college students. It's almost almost like their version of LinkedIn. Okay. So, so there's a... going to be a lot more internship opportunities, entry level jobs. Gotcha. Um, for those students who are getting ready to graduate. Right. Good to know. Good to know. And then you guys have a career fair coming up at the end of the month. Yes, we do. We're hoping it's a large career fair. And this is open to everyone. Everyone. Everybody, the whole community. All right, so that is March 31st. Um, that's a Friday from 11 to 3 and uh, open to everyone. Uh, and you've got employers from all kinds of industries and backgrounds that will be there that day. Yes, healthcare, manufacturing, 
all sorts. Okay. Now, this was in the works before all the news last week with Acorn, and, you know, now everybody's really kind of trying to step up to the plate to make sure those families have a place to land. Richland, you know, depending on the situation, some people have to go out and find a job immediately. Some might be thinking about, wait, you know, this is a wake-up call. Maybe I'll do a career change altogether. I don't think there's any better place in this community to start that conversation than with Richland Community College. I absolutely agree. And during the career fair, we will have our coaches available. So if people are curious about about changing their careers or upskilling in their current career, they'll be there to talk to you. Yeah, and I think that's the, uh, Nick, we've talked about this a lot. You know, I, I refer to them as Sherpas, but, you know, those guides can make all the difference in the world. Uh, and, and, and for young people, but for any age, I mean, sometimes a career change in, in your 40s is a really hard thing. You've been doing something for 18 years and all of a sudden that thing's gone. It's not easy to start over. It's not, but we're there. You have a whole support system. All right. So what do you get to do every day? What's your day like? My day? Yeah, I look an average day. Um, I am helping students with their resumes, job searches, uh, communicating with employers um, for those open positions, um, and currently helping a lot of students that were affected by what has gone on in our community in the last few weeks. All right. What's your background? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Decatur, Illinois. Okay, so you grew up here. I sure did. Where'd you go to school? I went to St. Teresa and then Aurora University. All right, St. T. Nick teaches art at St. T, so uh, he's familiar. We got our St. T mega raffle tomorrow where we'll be uh, helping to raise money for the school. Did you know this is what you wanted to do? Uh, I did, it was not what I originally set out to do. What did you originally want to do? I majored in marketing and minored in professional sales. Okay. And then um, took a journey around upper Illinois for quite some time, came back here, worked for my family for about nine years, okay. and then started and What does your family do? Coney McCain's. Ah, there you go. Uh, we all know all that. Uh, you should have brought a pie with you this morning. You know, everywhere I go. You get that? Yes. Well, that's a good thing. When your brand is that. It's a good icebreaker. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, listen, it's a, a pleasure and a delight, and I, I think the kids will get a lot out of this. Uh, Monday at 11, Nick, you want to go to the Do's and Don'ts fashion show? Sure. I'm what, just curious. Do you want to walk in it? No. No. <laughs> I'm the dumb. I'm the, they're like, and here comes don't. Yo, you're <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in the fly. You just got a closet of outfits that all look the same. We can Pretty rate much. it by Goldblum's. Right. 10 out of 10. 10 Goldblum's. Gold <laughs> uh, all right. Good stuff. Career fair, uh, Monday, or I'm sorry, Friday, March 31st, 11 to 3. That's also on our resource page on nowdicator.com if you want details. And then March 6th to the 9th on campus for current students. They've got all kinds of stuff for career week. Very good. Uh, Ashley, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. We appreciate it. Here's Nick Smith with your News Channel 20 Storm Team forecast. Back with more right after this. Today's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 50. Tonight, rain mainly after 9 p.m., windy with a low around 35. For Friday, snow before 9 a.m., then some rain. Rain could be heavy at times, high 40 with wind gusts near 50 miles per hour. Then Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 50. Current temperature in downtown Decatur, 35 degrees. Your WSOI time is 7.57. Inflation is nothing more than legalized theft. Because with every new round of money printing, the value of your 401k or IRA is decreased through the dilution of the money supply. Hi, I'm Dr. Ron Paul. And while you can, I highly recommend you consider physical gold for your retirement account. Why? Because gold provides real wealth preservation that can withstand anything. Even better, with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, you pay no penalties or taxes when you transfer your current retirement funds. To learn more, text the word HEDGE to 989898. And my friends at Birch Gold Group will send you a free info kit on gold IRAs. Birch Gold is the only gold IRA company I trust, so text HEDGE to 989898 to request your free info kit right now. The Mount Zion Spring Craft Show at the Mount Zion Convention Center is back. The perfect place to find unique, handmade items for your home. The Craft Show starts Friday night, March 3rd from 7 to 9 and continues on Saturday, the 4th from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. Admission is free. Food will be available for purchase from the kitchen of Doris Yoder. For more information on the Mount Zion Spring Craft Show, call 864-5424 or facebook.com slash Mount Zion Craft Shows. This is Brian Barnett. 
Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, on Decatur's home for Fighting Illini Athletics for over 75 years. WSOY Decatur, 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming at nowdecatur.com. This is RJ Crace with your stories now. Caterpillar and the United Auto Workers have reached a tentative contract agreement which would avert a strike. The UAW made an announcement on their website. Last month, union membership authorized their leadership to call a strike if the sides couldn't reach a deal. The last UAW strike against Caterpillar was back in 1994. It lasted 18 months. The Illinois Department of Agriculture will host the 24th Illinois Product Expo Saturday and Sunday in the Ore Building at the State Fairgrounds. Attendees will be able to sample products, check out the Illinois Wine Garden, and stock up on longtime favorite food items. The March Ag Cafe, hosted by the Chamber of Commerce, will feature Laura Kowalski of Premiant. It's March 16th at the Beach House at 1130. Cost is $20 per person and registration is required. Register at Greater Decatur. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.